What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fitted Japan, and I'm Johnny. And uh, unfortunately, Maddie B is not here today. He's uh, he's in rehab. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's okay. He's fine. He's doing great. But uh, I'm actually here with a very, very special guest that's actually not in Japan, but in New York City. Pat Dixon, welcome to Good Got morning. Fitted Japan. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks. Good to be here, Johnny. Wow, I can't believe it. Talking to you across an ocean and everything, it's the best. Yeah, dude. It's crazy, man. The internet. Technology is amazing, dude. And if it works, then it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we tried to do this about like a year ago and stuff, but uh, my computer is a piece of shit. So uh, now hopefully with a little bit of love and stuff, we could definitely we can continue this and hopefully this gets on the internet. Using the same computer? Oh, yeah, same computer. I ah. cleaned it up and stuff, so, yeah, uh, should be good. It's This is, like, a good luck season here in Japan and stuff, so it's, like, near this area called a Silver Week. I guess that's good luck or something. Then again, in Japan, everything's kind of good luck, and all the food is kind of healthy. Like, you know, if you come here and stuff, someone will say, like, here, eat natto. It's healthy. Or eat sushi. It's healthy. Then again, I think sushi is pretty healthy, unless it's radioactive. It's radioactive, not healthy at all. Less healthy if it's radioactive, more healthy. Yeah, fish is supposed to be good for you in general, especially that kind of le- – you know what I mean? Like I, I, I never eat it. I seldom eat it. And you when seldom I do, eat I, fish? I seldom eat it, yeah, especially sushi. Mm. And when I do, it's like a covered I, – I use a lot of salt. You know, There's like a lot of uh, – what do you call it? Soy sauce and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it I, I can't be good for you. It can't be. It, I, I, it, it, things just don't taste good when they're good for you. I'm sure yeah. of it. You know, anything that's good for you is okay, but all the stuff that's really bad for you is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It makes you feel good uh, in the short term, I guess. In the long term, you end up kind of paying a price. Oh, that's the way life is, you know? You, you you pick your poison. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't recommend smoking crack. I'm sure it's great, but I mean, hell, dude. <laughs> in the end, yeah, yeah. you don't. Or meth. <laughs> oh, dude, faces of meth is the worst. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Really, how could something mess with your face that bad i don't know it's it, it, i it, it's amazing what it does to your teeth to, it, and uh yeah i've never tried it have you uh crystal meth yeah no, I, I try to stay away from that <laughs> although you know after watching breaking bad like like eight seasons i'm like you know what maybe it's not so bad then again like everybody in the tv show pretty much downfall pretty hardcore so <laughs> yeah 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 just at least don't sell it if you do try it i guess or maybe it's the other way around maybe selling it's good but trying it's bad yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, it's hard to do. When, if I had a whole lot of meth that I was trying to sell, I'd definitely be smoking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or wait a second, wait a second. Are we approaching this wrong? Because remember, Scarface, don't get high on your own supply. I guess you can get high then. Yeah, he's not. I mean, like, uh, yeah, he's. He, I, I know for me, yeah, I, there's no way that I'd be able to not do it. Yeah. I have to. Yeah, yeah. If he, and then didn't he end up like a. Uh, really uh using a lot of coke <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that, but actually in the end that was not his downfall being a good guy actually killed him because like he, he didn't want to blow up like a like a bunch of kids and stuff and like a politician or something he's like he like killed like a as some kind of a an assassin or something instead i don't know i haven't seen that movie since fucking high school but i gotta tell you that movie i thought was really overrated really yeah, yeah, really overrated. Brian De Palma, that whole '80s kind of feel to it. The soundtrack, I, it was too long. I, I didn't think it was that good. Oh man, have you seen the original? The original Scarface, the black and white yeah. one. What was that? Uh, what do you call it? Edward G. Robinson or something? Something like that. That one was pretty good. I mean, for a black and white movie, it wasn't Public Enemy number one with James Cadney. By the way, you kind of sound like James Cadney. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> That's a compliment. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, because it sounds like. Uh, we we used to what we do sometimes we play cards we end everything everything with C you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, what comes after A B see you know and uh, <laughs> what's Roman numeral for a hundred see you know and we try to think of different stuff that ends with C like uh, who's your favorite actor Riley comma John see in Spanish you know? yes is C yeah exactly <laughs> dude I can play this game yes 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 yeah that's uh, it's fun I, I promise I promise it's fun. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Well, maybe one day I'll play cards over the internet with you or something. I don't know. See? Well, I don't know. What can, see, what kind of... <laughs> uh, what do you do there for fun, man? I mean, like, uh, you know, you're in Japan. Christ, it's got to be... And I, I know you do the music, the DJ thing and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, like, uh, what's what's the deal? What do, you, what do you do for recreation? Me? Yeah. Uh, geez, drinking... Fading, podcasting, painting, I guess. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, oh, by the way, 
the yeah. portrait I did of you. You like it, right? It's really it, it was it was such a gift, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, I love it. Awesome, awesome. Verification. I just got to get that on uh, tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, dude. Really. Oh, dude, I'm sorry to cut you off. Dude, yep. Pat Dixon, man, um, you are from the New York City Crime Report, and that is one of our favorite podcasts, dude. Definitely top shelf, man, top shelf, dude. Can you tell us a little bit about it? And now I'm like, like interviewed mode, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, sure, I could tell you about it. It's, it's, as far as I know, it's the only all New York City, all crime podcast, although there's a lot more crime podcasts now than there were three years ago. We started four years ago when we started it, uh, and uh, it's all me. It's all crime, and it's all comedy. You can get it on iTunes for free. You could go to crimereport.nyc to get a whole bunch of episodes, see what it looks like, too. So crimereport.nyc, that's a pretty good place to start, and you should definitely subscribe. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, appreciated. And, um, and, I, and I think it's, like you said, I mean, people seem to enjoy it. A lot of people get addicted to it. It's, uh, the stuff is funnier than you think, and, and, well, as you know, you know, because I know you talk about a lot of crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I got to say, I've only seen a couple of places where you can get like really good, like New York City has a lot of interesting crime. Florida is the other place that where a lot of really interesting crime comes from. And, and really, uh, Japan, you know, oh, you yeah. guys, when I, when you send me stories, I go, wow, this is bizarre and great. You know, it's always, it's always really interesting, you know, cause like we have, I know you guys are probably like us. You have your, your crimes that happen all the time, uh, for I, people snatching phones, and people mm-hmm. like uh, you know shooting each other over uh, drug deals and stuff like that, and you know just typical ass stuff. Uh, and then you have the stuff where uh, you know somebody uh, cuts somebody's feet off and leaves them in a freezer or something like that. You know, and then that that's the stuff that you hope for. Uh, you know, somebody hangs himself in an interesting place, uh, all that kind of shit. That's but anyway, awesome. New York City Crime Report. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, thanks thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have like a favorite story that you've done? Like, 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 like your ultimate favorite story? Like, oh man, you know, all these stories I'm reading right now are good, but they're not as good as that one. You know, it's like for me, uh, I always remember the stories. I don't remember enough of the jokes, except like where we had a, uh, we, we had an Asian uh, child molester in Queens. And, and, and I don't that, know. That's it, quite common over here. <laughs> is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not as common here. And I, I wonder why you don't see a lot of Asian child molesters uh, in, in, in New York City. I think it's because their candy tastes like shrimp, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, this is hard to get a kid in the van. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering where you're going to go with that one. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, there was a great story about a guy who just fired up a woman, an old woman. He had a, a flamethrower and, and he, and he set her on fire in an elevator. Whoa. And, and, and that was a, that was a great with another great elevator crime. There was a guy who, uh, he he got a he got a cell he got a Craigslist hooker or something like that and they were in the elevator on the way up to his place and he pulled a knife and he was wearing a mask he was wearing this like uh, it do you remember that 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 Stephen King uh, it oh yeah that movie yeah so he had a mask like that what the fuck? and so she and, and he forced her to go down on him uh, suck his cock you know we at knife point with the mask on. With the mask on, yeah, which I'm sure she was like, yeah, this this, this fucking tastes funny, you know, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's clown cock. But, you know, it, it, this, it, there's so many, you know, it's uh, it, 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 any given week. I mean, like I, I can open up, uh, you know, like uh, the, like the stories now. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, people, you know, what people are doing now. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. They climb up on the Brooklyn Bridge and take a selfie. And and they keep getting arrested for that. I can't imagine why the hell are they doing that? Who who climbs a bridge to do it? You know, it's it's uh, it's such a waste of uh, jail time. All they do is get arrested. Mm. You take your stupid picture and uh, hopefully, you know. I, hey, look, man, uh, it's too early for me right now. You know what time it is right now? What time five, is it? It's five thirty in the morning. Dude, you are dedicated to the that? craft, man. You are dedicated. <laughs> For me, dude, it's like uh, almost 7 o'clock in the evening and stuff. Dude, Pat Dixon, you are a motherfucking soldier. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I needed. I, I just needed the pat on the back, Johnny. That's oh, it. man. That, that's all. 
Oh, dude, I, I'd buy you a shot, but I mean, just sending it over there would be too expensive, man. Dude, yeah. that's what we need, man. We need like, oh, 3D printing. Yeah, well, then again, I guess I could send you a shot glass. I guess I couldn't send you the shot. God damn it, technology, dude. Where are you? <laughs> it, yeah, it has its limitations, doesn't it? Especially it does. in, the, uh, in, the, in the arena of uh, buying shots for each other uh, over long distances. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. But drunk Skype is pretty fun, dude. I'm enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, dude, drunk Skyping, dude? Oh, it's the best, man. As long as, I mean, you do videos or hanging out with, like, your friends you haven't seen in a long time. You get all shit-faced and shit. Oh, man, as long as you don't black out and fuck up your computer, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I haven't drank in so long that, like, back when I drank, there, the computers, I didn't even have a computer last time I got drunk. Jesus. Didn't own one. Jesus. What, was yes. it, like, in the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been no, drunk yeah, since six I was months 12. ago, I just was. Re- I'm a really slow adapter, you know. But, no, I it, it was it was I don't know 15 years ago. I I didn't have a computer 15 years ago. I think it's because I was too busy drinking. <laughs> there you go, man. That's where all the money goes. God damn, yeah. dude, drinking's got to be really expensive in New York. With like, wait, is it is drinking expensive in New York? It seems to be. People complain about it a lot. Yeah, uh, you buy. I mean, I don't know what it costs there. Uh, it it could be affordable. I afford it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hey, got a whole goddamn hey, podcast hey, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to if if you, if you got to do it, then it's it's like buying gas for your car. You know what I mean? Then you got to you got to do it. It's like cigarettes. People find a way to afford cigarettes. They're like twelve dollars a pack. Fuck. Uh, I don't know what they cost. What they cost in Japan for cigarettes? I don't know. I don't smoke. Uh, I don't know. Maybe five bucks, six bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. See, that's what they used to be here, and then in New York City, they just took off. Took off. Oh, well, it's like twelve, thirteen dollars a pack. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. But if you got to smoke, you, you then you then you buy them. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, if it's a necessity, you got to find. But wait a second, isn't there a way to get like 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 cigarettes from like China or something or like Mexico or something or? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, all you got to do is get them from like like maybe Virginia or something like that, and then you can get those. That's uh, probably and... better than Mexico, huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know Mexican cigarettes. I mean, I don't know what the uh, I don't. It, it, Jesus, uh, the the rate you could smoke for less than ten dollars a pack for sure. You could smoke for like seven, eight bucks a pack. I think is is about as good as you do here now. I mean, when I started smoking, it was, and I don't smoke now. But when I did, it was like, and when I first started, it was like a dollar, ninety five cents or a dollar. Holy shit! In New York yeah. or in the South? That was in the South. Yeah, oh. I was in yeah, Tennessee when I smoked. Oh, shit. You're from Tennessee, huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, dude. Jack Daniels is from Tennessee, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know Jack Daniels. Yeah. Get yeah, the we... fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> friends Jackie. for many years. Oh, Jackie D. Yeah. Love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember one time I drank a fifth of Jack Daniels in, in my bedroom. I was 16 years old, passed out, and uh, pissed all over. Uh, and, uh, and that was the way I woke up the next day. And, uh, yeah, well, I said, yeah, I'm going to do that immediately as soon as I have the money again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I call that Monday morning. Oh, man. <laughs> so how did you get started with uh, the New York City Crime Report? How did, like, uh, how did you come up with like, the idea, and how did that all just come together? Yeah, there's a great story uh, they, that I saw in the newspaper one day about this spree killer, and he started off in Sheepshead Bay. He was a Russian kid. He was, like, 21 years old. He went around. He stabbed his uh, father-in-law, and then he stabbed his his uh, his ex's mother, mm-hmm. and then he stabbed his ex, and he ran over a guy. He, he like stole like four cars. Uh, he killed four people, and and uh, it, it was a twenty-eight hour crime spree. It was just like almost unprecedented. I mean, the guy was it was really exciting. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and the way they described it was really cinematic. And then like Joe Lazito is a guy who he attacked the last guy, stabbed him right in the face. He walked right up to him on the three train. He goes, you're going to die. Stabbed him in the face. And then that guy tackled him. And, and Joe Lazito, he's like, you know, kind of a big guy. It was weird that he picked on him out of all the people in the subway train. And, you know, of course there was, the, there was a whole manhunt going on for Maxime Gelman. That was the guy on mm-hmm. the spree kill. And, it just sounded like such a great story. I thought it was so cinematic, and I thought that the you know it doesn't get enough attention, and it just you know it struck me that like this would be a great thing to have a podcast about. And uh, you know, as as we started doing it, I was like, wow, it could like make up some jokes for this stuff. 
And so we reported it in an amusing way. And, and I, it's uh, something about it just resonated, you know, and, and I thought, well, this is a lot of fun. That's it. It's 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 all from the from uh, the tabloids, the the crime. Uh, what do you call it? You know, crime stories from the New York City tabloids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's kind. Of, and I was a victim of an attempted murder back in two thousand three. What 2000, the fuck? Oh yeah, some, some girl tried to shoot you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A girl tried to shoot me outside of an IHOP. She was like a redhead, and she was you know. Tall. There you go, man. That's 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 yeah. dude. Fucking flags. Red on the head, yeah, total fucking cunt, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she's, uh, yeah, we dated for a bit, and then when we were, uh, we broke up, and, and getting away from her uh, was difficult, you know. Uh, we'd only been dating a few months, but I, you know, she was like living in my car and shit. What? I couldn't get rid of her. Yeah, it was nuts. And Wait, finally, you had an uh, apartment, and then she lived in the car. Maybe that's why she wanted to kill you. Like, Pat, well, no, let no, me I, inside. I, it's cold. I, I, yeah, I didn't have an apartment either. You know what I mean? We we're just like trying to. It was weird, man. It was like. Uh, you know, she just kind of threw in with me, man. I couldn't get rid of her. Oh, and then, man. like, when I finally did get rid of her, uh, she just kind of stalked me and and uh, tried to shoot me. Which I got the gun away from her and I got it inside. And you know, like, then we were busted. It's a whole story, but like, uh, yeah. So I think that that in part that might have been what made it interesting to me. You know, is that like, uh, you know, crime is because uh, because you know you go oh you find the humor and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And all these stories that come out of New York City, a lot of them are, you know, it, it, even if they're not funny uh, immediately, they're presented in a very funny way by the press. And and then that becomes part of the story, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the longer you go on, you realize what a soap opera the whole New York City uh, crime is. You know, mm-hmm. with the, the you know, Commissioner Bratton always trying to, like, tiptoe around and, like, do things in this, like, really fucking, like... Uh, PR driven way and you watch him you know with the mayor de Blasio doing the same shit and uh it's it's watching the administration and the cops and the behavior and and just watching it kind of change and evolve and the different policies with the homeless you know now the the homeless are running around and and now they're trying to make it look as if they're doing something about it and you know they do a task force and you know now there's topless women all over the place in in Times Square I am loving this it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, New York City's a weird city. It's fun, and so it, it, we kind of tell the story of the city as well. That's awesome, dude. You know how to paint a picture, dude. Holy shit, dude. That was awesome, dude. My eyes were closed, and in my head, I had like fucking like like music going on and shit, dude. Fucking a, man. You could be like a rapper. <laughs> that was great, dude. Oh man, gold, gold. We're finally getting gold on this show. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's bound to happen sooner or later. Uh, but man, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on to talk about it because uh, you know, not a lot of podcasts are, are are all that fun to do. Do you do you do some of the other ones? Uh, what do you mean, like like interview other people? Yeah, no, like when you're like where you get interviewed, you know? Oh shit, dude! I don't think I've ever been interviewed. You can interview me. <laughs> shit, really? Yeah, dude. I'm not really that interesting, man. <laughs> That's no. What are you talking about? You're. I, I don't even. I don't even know what the hell you're doing over there. Half the time, not even I. <laughs> I mean, do you ever? What are you ever going to come back here? and stay? Are you ever going to come to New York City and 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 live again? Oh shit! Actually, I'm from Detroit, man. I'm not from New York. I'm like, I'm like from like how? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm from the hood. <laughs> you're from Detroit. No wonder. Okay. So that yeah, you you know you know I, I've got some friends from there, and uh, it's it's a. Almost everybody I meet from there I like, and uh, when when you come home, uh, you know that's it. It must be quite a, uh, I don't know, like a big difference, right? Oh, from Tokyo, oh dude, night yeah. and day, apples and oranges, man. It's very different. I mean, Tokyo is kind of like some parts of the city kind of look like Blade Runner. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy and shit. And all the new buildings are all futuristic and stuff. Not all of them, but I mean some of them and stuff, which is really cool. Actually, New York City's kind of like that, right? Don't you guys have the new, the two new uh, World Trade buildings or something, or Freedom yeah, buildings? Yeah, there's, there, there's a big uh, World Trade Center that they just opened, and now you can go up in the top of that. That's the new tallest building. I think it's the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere now, but oh, it's cool. still like way behind worldwide. And and uh, you know, I think something in Dubai or something, or, or the it, it's United Emir- uh, Arab Emirates or something. And you, got, I think Japan probably has taller buildings than we do, probably. But like, uh, it's not like not like what you guys are doing. Not like Tokyo. That stuff is way ahead. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I understand, like, the, your Times Square area makes our Times Square look like, like nothing. But we've you know, got, like, like a, a bunch of Times Squares. Like, right. Tokyo's kind of like Los Angeles. It's like a huge city, and then there's, like, all these cities within the city and stuff. And, oh, okay. and every little area is different, you know? We've got, like, Shibuya, which is kind of like a young, hip, tech little area that's filled with, like, high school kids. No, that's more like Harajuku, which is kind of like a teeny bopper little area and stuff. And then you've got Ginza. Well... And then this is probably making any sense to you, but yeah, is this... No, no, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how many of those? Like, oh, a lot. Yeah, there's just like a there's a train that goes around the cir- goes around the sea, like in a big circle. It's called the Yamanote Line, right? And it uh-huh. basically goes through all the major like uh, stations, pretty much, right? And I don't know how many stations there are uh, that are on there. Maybe like thirty or something. Maybe more. I don't know. And maybe God, probably like fifty. I don't know. And like. Every couple of stations and stuff is like a big area, right? You've got like uh, like Shibuya, as I said. You've got Ueno. You've got Ginza. You've got Akihabara. And yeah, Akihabara is actually a trip, man. It's like filled with like like all this tech shit ranging from like like high tech stuff to like like to like like robots to like low tech like light bulbs and people have these little stands where they sell like 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 switches like light switches and shit like that and there's just like so many of them right and then on top of that they got all sorts of like gundam and like like toys and shit like toy shops all over the place in that station and then there's like like they got oh dude fucking we made a video and shit we went there and stuff and we were, were drinking so you can drink on the street in tokyo right we went to this one place that has like these real like they they they're like machine guns, right? And they look like machine guns, they feel like machine guns, like AK forty sevens, M sixteens, M sixties, and they shoot they they shoot like automatic like BB guns, like BBs, right? They're called like airsoft. And so we're in there and we're drinking and we're in this like shooting range and shit, dude. It was fucking awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you just discovered. You've been there forever. Oh, we, I discovered it about a year ago. Yeah, and it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, if you come on here, man, I'll show you like all sorts of crazy shit. Oh man, it's Damn, nuts. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. It sounds it sounds really cool. But yeah, like a whole different level of the city because you got like I said, I mean, you're way ahead, way ahead. You got like a a whole. I, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, like I'm, without having even gone there to think like, well, New York is New York, whatever, but. But, but that there's another city that's like so more uh, so much more cutting edge and 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 you know like uh, interesting and biz- I mean like uh, I don't know how you make it there you know I mean it's like uh, it takes a lot of um, courage you know to live in a place where you're such an outsider courage or desperation I don't know one or the other uh. <laughs> or desperation like I got I got nothing <laughs> I might as well go to Tokyo and see what I can do <laughs> yeah well yeah hey, whatever it takes you know. Uh, and and what do you call it? I guess is uh, Detroit has changed a lot. You know, I mean, like it's like a really uh, like a really economically depressed kind of place. So people say invest in it now. Uh, yeah. Well, Detroit's huge, man. Detroit city limits is is like the size of like San Francisco, Boston, and uh, Manhattan all together. It's a really a huge city. I guess yeah. it's kind of turning into like a farmland, from what I understand. I think people are like like kind of like bulldozing down all the buildings and shit, and like like starting little farms and shit because there's no other business there. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the auto industry's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. So, dude, huh. you're a comedian, man. How did you get into? Co- and dude, you're an amazing comedian, by the way. And stuff. Oh, thanks, I love the stuff. Like, I mean, I would love to see you in person. One day it will happen. But all your stuff that's on YouTube is hilarious, and and I oh, really, thanks. really love like like most of your jokes and stuff, right? And so, like, just that's awesome. And then, like, what you call it? the podcast? Listening to the podcast is basically, actually that's basically like like hearing stand up too, kind of. It's not a way. It's a little bit more reportage, uh, you know, and, and a little bit more fact driven. But yeah, it, it's uh, I, I try to do as much of the comedy about about the crime shit as I can. But it's a lot more like relationships and shit like that. And uh, I always like to think that it evolves like, um, it, it you know, it just evolves at a different pace and, and, and all that kind of shit, you know, and, and it's a lot of um you know, audience interaction and shit too. Mm. Uh, but you know, you get you get a lot of that on the CDs that I have out too that are on iTunes. And uh, if anybody's ever curious about it, you can certainly pick that shit up. And yeah, there's a lot of places to hear me doing comedy. But um, uh, thanks for saying so, man. I, I I just did a show, a couple of shows in Long Island tonight. It was really fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. How did yeah. you get into comedy? Yeah, it's like like anybody else, you know, you just like get divorced and then you start doing stand up. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's how I do it, huh? (laughs) All right, I got to write this down and move the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, first things first. You got to have a brutal uh, breakup or, you know, divorce. 
and then you can and then you can start with the uh, with the stand up. Uh, I always wanted to do it. So to me, it's like being a stand up comic in New York City is the best job in life that I could have. Uh, and, uh, and, and I mean that literally like, like that, that's what I always wanted to do. And I always think if you find what it is that you want to do from then on, you're pretty much just running out the clock, mm. you know, it was what I'm doing now. Oh, that's awesome. Let's just hope that that clock doesn't break, man. Let's keep it going <laughs> on forever and shit, dude. <laughs> the clock is broken. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, that's cool. How is the New York uh, comedy scene? I know in Los Angeles and stuff, it seems to be, I mean, it, it's thriving in Los Angeles. New York has actually traditionally always had a pretty good like comedy scene. How is it in well, your it, opinion? No, it, does, it doesn't have a pretty good comedy scene. It has the best comedy scene in mm-hmm. the entire world. And I'm not saying that because I live here. I mean, it's just a fact. It's like there's so many more comedy clubs here than there are in any other town uh, or city. It, it, not, there's not even anything close. The performance opportunities here uh, you know, not not only just the the comedy club. It's like probably like thirteen to fifteen full time comedy clubs, uh, cool. like where it's that are seven days a week, multiple shows every night, and then you have uh, and and the best ones like the Comedy Cellar, you know, and and uh, Caroline's and uh, you know Gotham and the, I mean even even to go up to the Comic Strip or Stand Up New York or uh, you know other down in the Village Greenwich Village Comedy Club Dangerfields, you know, which I work a lot. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're they're everywhere, and and so there's there's a lot of work, and and then there's also a lot of stuff that's like the bar shows, the alternative comedy scene, the the you know small theaters and stuff like that. It's you can you can produce anything, you can you can go see any sort of show. Then there's the improv scene, UCB, Magnet, uh, the Pit, and uh, you know all all those kind of rooms. So and 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 it's all a couple of train stops away from each other you know mm-hmm. manhattan is real central so like it's you know in la you can maybe do two spots in a night <laughs> maybe because you mm-hmm. have to drive and, and, and everything in here Traffic, you yeah. could do you know yeah you can do three four five spots in a night um it's it's definitely the place to go it's it's like uh it's the center of the comedy universe worldwide and uh and yeah so that's i, I guess i think a lot of the scene I think the comedians here are always better. Uh, comedians in L.A., although they sh- we share some of them, you know what I mean, who are going back and forth, who have to go there. Mm-hmm. But they'll all tell you that New York is 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 head and shoulders. I mean, the, the comedians in L.A. are kind of a different breed. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's all yeah, the sun. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just all on a that different, goddamn sun. <laughs> they're on a different schedule, you know. Yeah, it's the sun. And the coke, what I don't, I don't know what goes on out there. It's like they're all <laughs> into the I don't know. I don't know, man. A lot of weird shit happens in L.A., dude. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That would be my number two. I, if I had to leave in another city, I would go to L.A. next. Really, you can handle L.A., I, dude? I don't think I can handle the traffic and the driving. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I haven't had a car now for a few years. You know, living in New York, you don't need a car at all. Yeah. So, I love it. I love not having a car. But you know, if I if I had to switch it over, it'd be like it's a complete. It's just a completely different life. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Ex- People out there, they get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. They just sit and they don't get upset. Mm-hmm. You know, they just sit there. They're like docile. They 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 they're so accustomed to it that they just they're all zen. It's like a yeah, they're a bunch of weirdos, man. There's a lot of weirdos in Los Angeles. Every time I've been there, dude, I'm just like, oh, God damn it. Give me back to San Francisco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lived in yeah. San Francisco for years and shit. And I went down to Los Angeles maybe a dozen or two times and shit. And fucking, oh, man. Yeah. The traffic just killed me. Yeah. I, dude, I, I have no patience, dude. I, I would be one of those assholes that like, like, like starts like road rage and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you can't I, drink because you got to drive everywhere. That sucks. Yeah, that's true. That I, I guess if you if if you like to drink, New York is a real drinking city. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely a plus. Yeah, dude, you're convincing yep. me to move there. That's it. This is our last episode. I'm moving to New York. <laughs> you need a co-host. That yep. faded New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh man. So speaking of co-hosts, you've got you rotate through like how many co-hosts? Like, not even co-hosts. It's Pat Dixon, but you you've got a couple of lawyers that are on and stuff and. I got yeah. Jim Pope comes on the show a lot. He's he's a, def- a criminal defense attorney. He's he's a funny guy. He's been Love coming on the guy. show for for years. Yeah, he's great. And then you know since I've uh, gone independent away from uh, Cave Comedy Radio, 
which I left, you know, almost a year ago, uh, I started bringing in like uh, a lot of different people to kind of, kind of like be just sort of on on hand and. and they're always really funny. Nate, Nate Fritzen is the uh, uh, senior Jew correspondent mm-hmm. who we have on quite frequently. Uh, and uh, Chris Laker, who, who's been uh, coming on the show for years. And uh, also news whore Mandy Statmiller, who has her own podcast, News Whore. She was a writer for the New York Post, uh, oh. here, which is the newspaper record as far as I'm concerned. And, and, she, uh, and she's great on the show. Her own podcast is on the Riot Cast Network. It's called News Whore, and it's very good. Cool. So yeah, we we have kind of a team. You're right. Yeah, uh, who and we kind of like, uh, and then like I just add people. You know, like I, the last guest I had was Ayana Dukey, mm-hmm. and uh, she was sort of like in the news. Like her her boyfriend was cheating on her. The way she found out was that he was accused of killing his girlfriend's ex boyfriend, and it wasn't her. So she, <laughs> she found out that he had this other girlfriend whose ex boyfriend that he killed. Uh, and uh, and it was you know an interesting way to discover that your boyfriend was cheating, so uh, and then that's the story we we talk about that and she's actually a trip she's really funny and fun and 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 it was it was good having her on, uh, yeah and and then a bunch of other guys you know Hank Gallo is is one of our real frequent guests and and he's great and uh, you know just like we find people where we do and you know and almost everybody we've had on has been you know really. Uh, yeah, just kind of perfect for the show, you know. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's uh, it's it it because it, it is funny, but it's also you know like it's it's uh, gee, I, I I all I can say is I hope you're editing this part of the show. <laughs> this part? <laughs> no way, man. This is the goal. Cool. Actually, to be honest, this is the quietest I've ever been on this goddamn podcast. Usually, I'm I'm fucking wasted, completely faded, like just. Rah, 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 rah. But yeah, dude, this is this is this is my zen. <laughs> Yeah, hungover is a lot quieter, isn't it? Yeah, but... <laughs> oh god, I'm so hungover, man. You have no idea. Ugh. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you, man. It's rough. Yeah, hungover at seven in the evening. Oh man, I'm about ready to get another beer. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time, man. Time to start your next one. Oh hell yeah, dude. I mean, it's Sunday for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, do you do you ever read like do you, or you ever do like your show live like uh, on stage like uh, do you do uh, the New York City Crime Report on stage? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, we do. Awesome. Is it different? Like, what's what's the difference? I mean, is is there more energy? Is there less energy? Or is there? Do you come up with jokes like on the fly quicker? Or well, I mean, anytime, anytime you're like interacting with a live audience, I think then you're sort of like including them in the conversation. Meaning mm-hmm. that, like, they're the if if the sketch if 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 they laugh, uh, oh, you know, you're playing for the laughter, you know, and, and you're not really you're playing for the laughter of just of each other when you're by yourself. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the energy is different, and there's more people in the room that are paying attention instead of just like uh, you know sitting wherever they might be sitting at work or in their cars, with, you know, through their head their earbuds and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's different, and and also we bring a visual element too. Whenever it's live, there's a you know something to look at. We try to make there's something to look at, mm-hmm. uh, and and even if there's not, like uh, a lot of slides or you know photos or whatever it is that we might be bringing. You know, every once in a while we'll do a live show, and it's just a, and it's really just like watching a podcast be recorded, mm-hmm. uh, rather than like putting on a show. Because that's a, really what we like to do. What I like to do is when you do it is like you you put on a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have headlines and stuff like that, and it's just it you know runs at, at kind of a live show pace. But if we're you know, but on these other ones, even even say if you're just watching a podcast be recorded, then you're still I'm going to be making facial expressions and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to look at in the room. So I think I, you know, there's always some difference when you see something live. You know, a different energy. Plus, you know, there's no editing. So uh, you know, yeah, you're right. There is that kind of anything can happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can tell if your jokes kill and stuff. I mean, because like when you do a comedy podcast, like you know, like I mean, New York City Crime Report, Got Fitted Japan, or any of the other ones or whatever, and you do a joke, maybe everybody all over the world is laughing, or maybe like you're the only one, like yeah, I nailed it, or did uh, I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know every joke I do is brilliant. I mean, oh, of course, <laughs> I, I, I'm very confident, but like, uh, no, um, you're, you're right. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so you know immediately, you get immediate feedback. But as a stand-up, I'm used to that. Oh man, what's the worst like like performance that you've ever experienced and stuff as being a, like a stand up like you like for, not worst maybe I should reword that reword that. Uh, no, I ever... can tell you the worst. I can tell you the worst. Oh, okay, I, I yeah, got, let's I, go over it. Yeah, I got hired to uh, 
not even hired. I, I kind of donated my time to perform at a cancer ward. Well, I'm so and, glad you didn't you know, say got fit in Japan. <laughs> well, I thought that they would like love you know my stand up right because I go there and like uh, they they didn't love it. They loved everybody else, but like I'm telling you, man, I bombed at this cancer ward. Like they, I got walkouts and they had nothing better to do than to go back to their room and die alone rather than watch this stand-up show and, and several people dragging their, and it wasn't easy to walk out too. They're very sick, very sick on, you know, their medication and everything and dragging their IVs out of the room. Uh, and it, I was only on stage for like eight minutes. So, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was brutal. The rejection of this, of this cancer ward. Yeah. They just did not like my, my comedy at all. And then I also did a birthday party once for, a uh, like, a a really uh, an Orthodox Jewish guy who was he had a 50 he was turning 50 and he had a surprise party and uh, he was very very rich and uh, yeah they were not fans either that 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 got ugly yeah. no shit what, what happened Did somebody pulling no, a they gun just, like, the fuck, they just broke back up into conversations and uh, you know like it was, it was like I had to really fight my way just to like finish the set you know just to do the half hour and get the money it was oh, awful. It felt bad on stage that night. Very bad. Yeah, the fucking guy had a real attitude. Like it's you know, fifty year, fifty year birthday, uh, and you know, and he's looking at me like I'm something on his shoe, and everybody's kind of following his lead. So uh, they just have a prayer. <laughs> the guy's like, anyway. "I wanted a clown, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a comedian." <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't happy. Oh man, that sucks. Do you get paid before you before you perform? Do you get paid afterwards? Um, I like to get paid afterwards myself, personally. Oh, really? Why? Like, I perform better, you know? Oh, see, you gotta, like, work for it. Like, it's kind of like a mental thing, like, oh, I better kill it! <laughs> you know what? I think it's sort of like, it's it, that may, that might be at the root of it, but I think it's really just, I just feel like it's bad luck. And most places won't pay you before you go up anyway. But even when they do, sometimes I go, you know, just hold off, I'll get it after I'm done, you know, because, like, it, it just feels like bad luck. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I guess you're right, huh? Man, that's pretty awesome, though. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude. So, I've got news, man. Do you want to read right. some news? Yeah, why not? All right. So, okay, I've got uh, three stories here. The first story is a university student arrested for forcibly stealing women's underwear and karaoke parlor. And actually, faders, for all you guys that are tuning in and stuff, we're doing a completely unorthodox show. Like, this is completely off the cuff. We're just throwing this shit together and stuff. We're going to follow the format next week if we're sober enough. And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to go gun through this. I don't need a break. Do you need a break? No, not at all. All right, sweet, man. So we've got three stories. We usually do, like, two stories, and then we take a break, and then we do the top five and stuff. But uh, since we're doing this uh, over overseas, over thousands of miles and stuff across the world and shit, we're just going to run through this. So i got three stories. Yeah, right? we could, yeah, we could do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, dude. This is like, this is like anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to get the shit for free. Deal with it, you know? <laughs> no, we charge them. Do you really? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Dude, nobody would pay for this show. <laughs> Jeez, I don't even know if anybody's listening right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so I got three stories uh, that we can do. And these are actually my three favorite stories from the summer. So so all you faders, you've heard these stories before and stuff. But, um, yeah, they're so good that we got to do them again. And we got to do them with the one, the only, Pat Dixon. Oh come um, on now! Don't don't build it up, man. Because like uh, I yeah I tell you, man, your stories here are they're, they're cut above. They really are from New York, dude. But you guys get like like shootings and like all sorts of weird like shit like every week, you know? Like ours, yeah, like, yeah. We, we get weirdo yeah. shit too. I mean, but well, let's uh, go for it. Like, what what are we talking about here? Uh, okay, these are my three favorites. Here we go. Now, this first one is woman. No, university student arrested for forcibly stealing women's underwear in karaoke parlor. That's number one. Number two is man cuts off a love rival's penis, flushes it down toilet. That's number two. And number three, man steals women's shoes, underwear, then posts photos of them to her. Which one you want to do, man? <laughs> this, this is gold right here, man. <laughs> just roll in order here, man. It's just the order you did. Why not? Oh, shit. All right, cool. Yeah, make it yeah. easy. I like Pat Dixon. All right, so, okay. Uh, do you want me to read it? Do you want to read it? What do, can you read it? Sure. A 23-year-old Tuscuba University student has been arrested on sexual assault charges after he forcibly removed an 18-year-old woman's underwear at a karaoke establishment. 
Well, you, you expect that, don't you, from a college student to do shit like this? Uh, in karaoke? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucked up <laughs> shit in karaoke. Fair. Everything's fair in a karaoke <laughs> parlor. Everything, everything happening in there is already horrible anyway. You know, oh, I, mean, a lot I, kinda, of the scenes. I almost think like if you're in there, you, you get what you deserve. According to police, the incident occurred around 4 a.m. on a Monday. I'm talking 4 a.m. on a Monday, Johnny. They're in there singing their stupid songs. Sanke Shimbon uh, reported uh, that the student Taishi Mayamoto and the woman had come uh, to the karaoke parlor. They came in separate groups. They did not know each other. Uh, the woman went into an empty room to make a phone call, and Mayamoto followed her in. That's always a fatal error when you go off and make a phone call on your own. Yeah, uh, never do that. She told police that he, he hugged her. He put his hand up her dress, removed her underwear, and then left. Wow, I mean, he didn't even hang around to, like, uh, snuggle or cuddle or anything afterward, you know? Yeah. It's a, a straight-up panty theft. <laughs> uh, she's, probably, she's probably pretty messy, too, you know what I mean? If she was singing some good songs and stuff like that. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, Johnny? I mean, it, does this kind of thing happen often or no? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, stealing underwear is kind of a big thing here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it great. actually it, it does happen quite often it happens all the time to be honest <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but usually not in karaoke places and actually people actually climb up balconies or climb up like buildings and shit to steal underwear because like people we, we don't have like dryers most people don't have dryers here how we dry oh. our clothes is we just hang it from uh, our balcony and stuff you know they got these little like um kind of like hangers and shit that we hang our clothes on and stuff. So like if you're walking down the street like midday, you're going to see like like fucking just like clothes all over the place. So you could, I mean, you could basically see like, okay, there's a family there, that person's single, that person's single, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird uh, and stuff. So you see panties, not all the time. I think people try to hide their panties and stuff. God, I hope my neighbor is not hearing that. I got a new neighbor and shit. And I think she might speak English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what's he doing talking about stealing panties? He's the only one in the room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, you're 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 borderline famous. She probably knows who you are already, anyway. And again, the thing is, you're not saying anything that isn't true. These houses, people have their panties hanging outside the the. the you know, I mean, it's an irresistible temptation to a guy who, who's walking down the street lonely. He sees some underwear. He's like, "Fuck it, let me. I'm gonna go up there and get those panties." Uh, I can see why it happens, but it doesn't happen here. That we got, like you said, we got dryers and shit. You know, so like. It would be a step up if we if we were just panty thieving, you know, then like, uh, I mean, people like to grope here. You know, people are always trying to get the sweet pudding and uh, they, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not going to be pleased with just a, with, with just some garments. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know, <clears throat> I should really get into like the dryer business here. You know, I, I should sell like like dryers <laughs> and shit. And like my, all my advertisements will be like no more panty theft. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, well, dude. This guy says he was, uh, Miyamoto was quoted as saying he was drunk and can't remember anything that he did that night. That's, you know what, that's a bad one. That's a, when you wake up with that kind of blackout, you know, I mean, this guy's already got a, he's got a little issue, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to be his lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good story. Stick with it. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you don't know what happened. You ever black out, and, and what's the worst thing you ever got informed about that you did on a blackout? Oh, uh, dude, we are so not going to go there. <laughs> Police said they are questioning Miyamoto over an incident in February in which a man threatened a woman on the street and demanded she handed over her underwear. So, uh, yeah, I guess they're trying, to, they're trying to get him on another case of this. Uh, you know, they, they try to do that. It seems like they want to... They want to solve as many of these as they can and, and wrap it up in a nice, neat little package. They got one of these perverts. They might as well try and get him on another one, right? Yeah, it's, man, dude, wrap up as many up as they can and shit, dude. Especially if you can't remember. He's like, do you remember doing this? No. How about this one? No. This one? No. This one? No. Well, I think we got the right guy. He doesn't remember doing any of this shit. He's got to be the guy. <laughs> it's got to be the guy. <clears throat> oh, man, that was a good story. Okay, yeah. so here we go. Next story. Man cuts off love rival's penis, flushes it down toilet. Dude, you want to read this one too? I'm going to have you read all of them. <laughs> You're gonna Why have, not? I'm yeah, going to pay Japanese, you for it. <laughs> Japanese police have arrested a man accused of bursting into a lawyer's office, cutting off his penis with his garden shears before flushing uh, the organ down a toilet. Now, local media reports that Thursday that Iki uh, Kosagai, a 24-year-old Tokyo graduate student, may have been acting out of revenge over his wife's romantic involvement with the 42-year-old victim with whom she worked. Police say Katsugai, who was arrested shortly after the alleged attack, 
burst into the lawyer's office in Tokyo's Minato Ward around 7.40 a.m. Thursday, punched the unnamed lawyer several times before prying off his penis, prying off his penis, and then severing it, uh, severing his lower body part with the shears. My God, this guy's a sicko. This is a guy, no one should love their wife that much. No one should be dick-cutting off mad that she's fooling around with a... See, to me, this is about class. This is about... It's a classist kind of thing, a, a money thing. Like, you know, the guy's a lawyer, and this guy's a, a, a graduate student slash gardener, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in with gardening shears. Uh, you know, the guy's a lot older, the 42-year-old. He's more established, you know? And yeah. so, like, he, he, the guy probably, the kid probably hates his dad to begin with, you know, like all college students do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, he's angry at the, uh, the father figure type guy who's banging his wife. Uh, there's a lot in there, you know what I mean? I, I, this is, I don't think this is just, just a romantic thing. Yeah, no, I, that's, this guy's pretty dedicated, man. 7.40 a.m., it's not even 9 to 5. I mean, 9 o'clock and shit. Most companies start at 9 o'clock. You know, it's kind of weird that the, actually the lawyer's there at 7.40. Dude. Maybe when he came in, he was looking for his wife, walked into the office. She was get, being banged by the – maybe it's like an all-night banging or something like that. So he catches her, and then he cuts off the penis. It was maybe an act of rage, in a moment of rage. Oh. Well, I mean, like, does this guy just carry his gardening shears with him everywhere he goes? I mean, you know, that would be the hole in the story. I mean, maybe yeah, he does. Right. I don't know. Maybe the guy is like <laughs> – talk about commitment. You know, he's like, uh, I'm ready to garden at any time. But uh, – <laughs> I mean, he might have caught her, but he, I think if he did catch her, I think he knew he was going to catch her. Mm. Damn, dude, that's pretty insane. Dude, but wait, should we be pissed at this guy? Or should we be feared? I mean, maybe this guy's a good guy because, I mean, he is the, – the, I mean, two things. The guy's a lawyer, and the guy also is a white fucker. Nobody likes a yeah. white fucker, right? Yeah, but you know what? In, in, to, to, to this guy, the guy is a wife fucker. But in his mind, he's probably a secretary fucker, you know? Uh, like, I mean, he doesn't think of her as anybody's wife. Here's the, but here's the part we didn't get to yet. He told police that he flushed what was severed down the toilet. So if anybody's going to be mad, it should probably be the janitor because he's the one who had to get that clog out. Because, <laughs> you know, dicks are not biodegradable. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this, this sucks. Could you imagine, dude, flushing it down the toilet? He pulls it out and he's like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this? It's evidence." <laughs> I gotta get rid of this shit. <laughs> I got fingerprints all over this cock. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake! I mean, I hope it was a small cock and maybe it just went down. You know? Oh man! They, they confirmed the body part was uh, was the man's genitals, so I guess they were able to recover it. Oh shit! Well, do you think they could re? They could sew that back on after it went to like went through the toilet. I mean, the toilet's got like clean water, but still, there's a lot of bacteria in there. Uh, oh boy, he's gonna have a hard time making it with anybody now. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's got to find a real sluz, sluz, sleazy fucking whore to oh, to suck shit. on that thing now. It's been it's been cut off and flushed down the toilet. Even if you're a lawyer, even with all that lawyer money, uh, it's. But I tell you, he's gonna think twice. Before he fucks, well, he's not going to think twice. He's just never going to be able to fuck somebody's wife again. Yeah, totally. Huh? What do you now? What do you think? I think if you cut a guy's dick off, mm. that's a real nine times out of ten when that happens, and it does happen. People mm-hmm. do get their dicks cut off. It's always a woman that does it. I've never heard of a man cutting another man's dick off. Yeah, dude, I've never heard of one either, dude, huh? It's always a chick, and and I always go like, man, you don't know. The reason they're doing it is because you don't know. This guy ought to know. That, that that's like out of bounds, you know. I mean, they, some guy's fucking your wife, okay. You know, that's out of bounds too. But this is, uh, you know, that's like bringing a nuclear weapon to a knife fight. Mm, dude, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, this is pretty disrespectful. I mean, come on. Like when you <laughs> f- <laughs> it's, it's not honorable. No. I mean, when you fight somebody and stuff, it's like kind of like the known rule. And this is like, this is not even like, like an American thing. This is like through all cultures. You don't kick in the nuts. It's like the one yeah. place you can beat the face up, you know, you can like like punch them in the solar plexus, you can bite their arm and shit, but you just don't go for the nuts and shit, right? That's kind of like the unwritten rule that everybody knows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Except for this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy This guy took it to a new level. Yeah, he cut the guy's dick off. Now, I mean, I think if you cut a guy's dick off, really, you ought to go to prison for a long, long time. You know, a long time. Yeah, at least a couple Forever, of years. Forever, maybe. At least... <laughs> 
But really, I think you know, when you get right down to it, and this is what we need to acknowledge, there's only one person to blame for this, and that's the wife. It's well, all he, her fault. But he couldn't cut her dick off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fed it to her. Oh, man. You think she was yeah. working? <laughs> Harold, don't. <laughs> oh, no, his name isn't Harold. It's what, Tanaka or something? Yeah, she's like, oh, my God, that was, boy, that was a disaster. I guess I fucked up here. <laughs> I mean, do I still have a job, by the way? <laughs> he, he, he probably has to keep her on because to, to fire her, there would be a lawsuit. Uh, dude, speaking of lawsuits, do you think he's going to sue this guy that cut off his dick? Or he's like, I'm going to let this one go. Uh, <laughs> I'll let this one slide. I have a feeling every every lawyer they have in that firm is going to be on this. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's getting very well sued. Everybody's working overtime for the next two weeks. All that graduate student money that guy's got for gardening and mowing oh. yards. Oh, man. That's great. Okay, story number three. All right, okay. Tokyo Metropolitan Police have arrested a 48-year-old man for allegedly sending an email to a woman in her 30s containing photos of her shoes and underwear, which he had stolen, together with the caption, I've just snatched your treasures. Well, I guess you're right. This does happen a lot. Yeah, it's quite common. Yeah, he, 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 uh, and this guy, uh, he, he went the extra uh, step of, of sending an email uh, with 30, uh, she said, you know, containing photos of her shoes. He stole her shoes, for Christ's sake. I guess that's a that's that's another thing. Well, further investigation is also hinting that the suspect uh, Shoshi Nagata was in possession of a veritable bounty of other women's quote treasures, as well. The incident, which led to Nagata's arrest, began in August of last year when a middle-aged woman caught his eye at a convenience store in Taito Ward, Tokyo. After following her home, he allegedly sneaked in and rifled through her belongings. After returning to his own home, he sent the woman the fateful email containing his I've just snatched your treasures message uh, using an email address, which he had found on some documents in her room. So yeah, he, he likes to email the ladies and, and, and say, hey, I've just and he wants them to know. It seems like he's trying to end up, he's into rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah, dude, this is sadistic. Yeah, it's like uh, I hope that uh, I got he's like, I've got you. You're, why is he calling it treasures? Is that is that just a funny translation now into English? I mean, does or does that make sense in in Japanese? I just think this guy's completely fucked up. He's he's probably like completely schizophrenic or psychotic or maybe a combination of the two. Um, yeah, yeah. But like people often, st- well, not people, I'm making it sound like everybody does it. Like, hey, kids, come on, it's Friday, you know? No, like yeah. I mean, some people do st- steal like panties and stuff, but shoes, that's really unusual. But then what are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> that's where you cross the lines when you steal some pumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, guy yeah. like smells. That's what it is. The guy like he's a uh, he's into uh, odors. That would be my guess. Is it? He's like some kind of odor freak. Yeah, now that we think about it and stuff, like, stealing panties, I mean, panties are only sexy, and I've stated this before, panties are only sexy when it's on a girl. They're just holding a pair of panties, you're just like, ah, oh, that's not really sexy, you know? And most of the time, they're really, like, small, right? Like, like especially, like, like thongs and shit like that. I mean, they're, like, really, really small. I guess yeah. Elsie smells them and shit. But then again, if you're smelling like panties, you're just smelling like, like I guess, like, farts and shit, right? Well, I mean, uh, to, no, I love to smell of uh, it. See, that little cotton uh, piece on, on the underwear, it says, and see, uh, gosh, I don't even know where to begin to explain this. Uh, that, that, that the, uh, what, what, what the olfactory sense is the most basic of all senses. It's like reptilian, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like, a, it's the most evocative, you know, like you can smell something and it reminds you of like a, like your grade school or something like that, and then you get an erection, you know? Mm. Like uh, these... Uh... <laughs> so wait, wait, where these are we guys... going with this? <laughs> Please tell me this is a bit. <laughs> no, these people who smell things, like, no, it's it's all real, though, because, like, uh, it, it's it's something that they're after, that there's information, there's coded genetic information uh, in, in, in the uh, in the panties, in that fabric. There's, there's information there, but biological shit, you know, that, like, whether or not... Uh, it's something he needs to know. He feels like he needs to know it. And, and so uh, it really, you know, people who are stealing panties, they're just looking for information about, uh, about that. What she was eating earlier in the day, like yeah. lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's obviously a vegetarian. If you just smell right here in this one little part of the bottom, you can tell. <laughs> right. 
Oh yes, this one has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, oily food and a lot of a lot of you know, you know if you've got a if if you've got a high fat diet, you know, then it, you, you get this uh, uh, a certain kind of a smell, I guess. But like the smell of the uh, the the pussy, you know, not just the it's not just the farts, you know, it's like the whole you know her her, her it's everything's dripping out and everything, you know. So like uh, that's that's what they're looking for, and uh, yeah, Jesus man, uh, it's it's um the uh, apparently. I, I, are women like in a really short supply over there? Uh, no, actually, I think there's more women than guys. I think percentage-wise. Yeah. Interesting. And, and and are they like? But that's but a lot I of heard pennies. That, hmm? But the but the, <laughs> the the dating situation is tough there, right? Because of the, it's like uh, they're they're the women there are difficult, aren't they? Uh, well, dude, I think all women are pretty difficult if you ask me. But uh, sure. I think. Uh, I think, like, basically, uh, I think the working thing here is uh, pretty hardcore for most people and stuff because here people work, like, from early, early in the morning. Obviously, like, the lawyer, he was working from, like, 7 o'clock, 7.40 in the morning to, like, last train, which is about midnight and stuff. And there's quite a few people, like, businessmen, especially in Tokyo, that work, like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the majority of people work, like, maybe, like, 14-hour days yeah. Maybe even more than that, and that's like maybe five, six, sometimes even seven days a week and stuff. It's it's not uh, it's not uncommon, you know. Spend so much time at the office, you don't have time for dating. You have to fuck somebody at the office, right? Exactly, right. Whether they're married or not, yeah. Uh, so that's understandable, you know. Or I mean, you like, steal when, the yeah, gonna, when, you, <laughs> when is he going to meet anybody? <laughs> yeah, or you steal the underwear, um, and like like this guy has. It says according to police, uh, several several other items, including pairs of women's shoes, clothes, and underwear. Were found at a location connected to the suspect. The investigation is ongoing. Well, I mean, it sounds like mystery solved to me. Yeah, the totally. Guy, yeah, the guy's forty-eight. You know, uh, so you uh, say forty-eight, still stealing underwear and shoes. You know, that's uh, well, maybe he's trying to open a store. When's he going to settle down? You know, and and <laughs> get a wife whose panties he can steal and shoes that he can sniff. See, problem solved. You get married. You're like, then you're yeah. in jackpot, dude. You've got tons of shoes, tons of panties. You don't even have to leave the house. Yeah, just lay there and, like, play with them like a kitten all night, you know. <laughs> Name them, you know. Like, put them yeah. in different, like, like uh, color arrangements and shit. Like, you've got a rainbow. you got the pink ones, the green ones, the yellow ones, the orange ones, blah, 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 blah. Chew a hole in the crotch and, you know, like, yeah, you have a wonderful evening you know, oh, there with the yeah. old wife. Yeah. Like popping up in like a bottle of wine or some shit, candlelight, just you and the bannies. That's all you need. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what we're all doing, though. You know what I mean? You, you find a good woman. Well, now I don't have to go out and rape anybody. You know? <laughs> Thank <It's>, uh... God. <laughs> <laughs> all My raping that. days are over. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's basically called retiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, dude. Well, Pat, is there anything you want to plug? Well, hey, yeah, uh, I'd love it if people would check out my uh, podcast, New York City Crime Report. Do it on uh, iTunes, where it's free, and and go to. You can also go to CrimeReport.nyc and find it all there. But New York City Crime Report is the name of the show with Pat Dixon. Get it on iTunes. I'd love for you to subscribe. Even if you don't listen, just subscribe. You know, it's fine. Uh, you know, and let <laughs> let the downloading begin. Also, uh, the new TV version of my show. Is yes. on Anthony dot com. That's Anthony and then C U M I A uh, dot com, uh, and you can find New York City Crime Report there. I don't know when or if it's going to become a full time thing on there, but the more the more people who check it out, the better. Excuse me. So sorry. So uh, yeah, check it out on on there if you get a chance. That'd be great. Dude, that's awesome. You're going to be doing like like TV. Is it going to be like only on this website or are you going to be like like also posting it on like like Vimeo and YouTube no, and other places? No, it's to- totally mm-hmm. exclusive. Totally exclusive to Anthony Cumia. There's like a uh, they, there's a little subscription. He has his own network. He has a lot of, it's it all the programming on there is only on there and it's very interesting, very good, very like uh very fun. Uh like good shit. Like really really uncensored on like uh, yeah, uh like uh, Gavin McInnes' show uh, is on there, uh, the Gavin McInnes show, also Anthony Cumia's show, it's uh, and and Legion of Skanks, and they're accumulating new programming all the time, which is where we come in, and uh, it's, it's 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 I can't say enough about it. Those guys are great. AnthonyCumia.com. It's a great network. Awesome. Are you going to do anything different? Like, are you going to present the show a little bit differently? Because I mean, when you do video compared to audio and stuff, it's oh, yeah. it's a different beast. Oh yeah, it's going to be at a completely different pace. It's it's uh, you know we've done the one show so far. It's a ninety minute show, 
it's it, we want to we want to do it a little different from that. I'd like to make like a shorter, tighter show, uh, punchier. You know what I mean? Like more. Mm. You know, I don't like to compare it to anything, but I would like more daily show and less like discussion driven. You know, and and, and more just like uh, with the pun more punchy, I guess, tighter. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, dude. I'm totally looking forward to that, man. That Thanks. is going to be awesome. Is there Thanks. any way you could watch that? Like on like like uh, Apple TV. Oh wait, yeah, I guess you can if you just like. Um, okay, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I'm not good with technology, man. I'm I'm a really good drinker, but when it comes to technology, man, fucking, I'm fish out of water. <laughs> God, I know the feeling, man. I know. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's like there's always some kind of extra thing that you didn't download, some kind of a fucking uh, a, a, a widget or some shit. Uh, which is the great thing about you know, the simplicity of uh, you know anthonycumia.com. You find, you subscribe. It's very easy to subscribe, and now you're watching it. Uh, you know, and same with like you can be listening within seconds to my show on crimereport.nyc. It's uh, I think the easier you make it, then the, then the better. You know. Mm. Dude, awesome. Well, we are all looking forward to it. I'm fucking looking forward. To it. I don't care what anybody else thinks, man. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> at your so show. Much, man. And thanks for having me, man. It was really fun. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm so glad I can finally get you on the show again, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, dude, we'll definitely check you on soon. Yeah, so, Faders, right now, if you are listening, which means you are because I'm talking and you're listening, uh, stop what you're doing and download this podcast, New York City Crime Report. Fucking eight. It's on iTunes. It's everywhere and stuff, and it's fucking awesome. Um, dude, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, awesome. And thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you again. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks. All right, faders. Well, fucking, you heard it here. Pat Dixon on Got Faded Japan. And uh, this has been episode number 252. I think it's 252. 252, 253. See, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm in awe right now. But, um, faders, we'll catch you next week. Uh, be sure to go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your boss that you listen to Got Faded Japan. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Hale Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my
Fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.